All right, five, four, three, two, one, and we're good. Welcome back to the TMCJ podcast. Name still subject to change. We are on episode seven now, and I was giggling during the countdown because right before I started it, we had a little bit of a consensus that moist is a disgusting sounding word. So that's how we're opening today up. <laughs> mm, starting nice and moist. Oh yeah. Oh, God damn it. Uh... <laughs> You brought it up. I did. I did. I brought it up in the intro, in fact. Okay. <laughs> anyway, yes. so opening up with uh, topics. Uh, but before we get into that, did you have something to say? It sounded no, like, no, no. It sounded like you were about to. No, I was reaching for my alcohol, actually. Oh, well, there you go. Again, starting as we mean to go on. Mm. So I actually had a uh, bit of a meta topic to start things off. Uh, for the first topic, I wanted to talk about this podcast. Um, right. And specifically, some ideas that we had kind of batted around uh, the third segment. One that we've been talking about recently, and I figured, well, why not just talk about it on here, was the potential of using the third segment as a way to bring on a uh, guest, a third party, have a another voice bes <clears throat> besides uh, our two dulcet tones. Hmm. Yeah, I'm curious which um, segment people prefer the most. What? Well, yeah, the the first, second, or third. I, mm. I personally, I've um, the positive feedback I've I've gotten has mostly been around our second segment, mm. uh, where we kind yeah. of you know just dig into movies and games freeform. Yeah. Well, to be fair, we, we I think we discussed this last time, or maybe it was after. We're not actually getting too far into games. I yeah, That's... mildly impressive for us. <laughs> yeah, I know we've we've we apparently have a surprising repertoire of movie knowledge and book knowledge. Mm. Even, I mean, yeah, barring last week's discussion on uh, spirituality and uh, the Jersey Shore douchebag. Oh yes, yes. Well, yeah. I mean, that's that's life skills right there. Yeah. So this this first topic is basically just acting as a uh, sneak preview for people listening. That may be in the future. Um, where we're, I, the third segment is an experimental landscape, a place to try and experience new things. And the sound of me pouring tea definitely just went through the mic. <laughs> I mean, did you have to pause while you did it? <laughs> uh, no, but I did, and so that is now on the recording. So sorry, the the topic itself being the podcast. Yeah, I just what specifically were you? Did we want to? Well, that that was that was it. I just I had a couple um, just thoughts around it. Um, okay. Like around uh, what we we have and haven't talked about. And that that was essentially. I know we've had some discussions around things we could do, things we could change, things we could experiment with on yeah. the podcast. And uh, I thought, you know, why not talk about that right at the beginning? Um, mm. Because most well, that, of the... Uh, that, that potential banjo playing segment we were going to put in. <laughs> uh, I would really have to... Like idea. I'd have to learn how to play the banjo. We could do one where we do an entire segment Same. in Limerick. Oh my god, we could have like an ongoing series where we learn the banjo. And it'll be like our tough strife moments. And it'll be like an anime coming back. Being we, incredible at the banjo. We need a no. montage. Yeah, with banjo kazooie playing in the background. 
Oh my god. I'd have to buy Banjo Kazooie. Oh. This is how easy it is to make a podcast, folks. Yeah. <laughs> just just make a few puns and keep going. Can you imagine? I imagine there's somebody out there that does that, though. Somebody who made a podcast about making a podcast. Like. I, mm, there's. Mm, there's a YouTuber I've been watching recently who does, like, um. Like, mock pitch me things for how they think movies started. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know if you've seen them. I haven't, no, but I can only imagine. The, the concept alone is making me laugh. And they got to um, episode 100 and they were like, we'll do a pitch meeting of us doing pitch meetings, like of our video series. <laughs> it was very, it was very meta. Oh my god. Uh, there's some very funny ones I would recommend. Um, it's called, the person who does it is called Screen Rant. Oh, I know, I know Screen Rant. Mm. I like I've I, I don't I don't follow them particularly, but every now and again some of their videos like pop up in my um, in my feed. Yeah. And I'll uh, I'll watch them. <laughs> hmm. Uh, was it? So what were the um, some of the suggestions? I mean, some of the things that we've uh, we've heard about. So the first one, they're having a guest segment. That would be uh, something interesting. Um, mm, one of them was the one I. One of the ones was the one I told you just before we started was the idea of enhancing our audio capabilities, having different audio streams so that mm. they can hear you in pure clean HD, like they hear me. Pure clean English. <laughs> oh yeah, that's right. Yeah. You would call it. HD. What? Don't you guys pronounce the H? Yeah, we say HD. As opposed to what? Well, so, <laughs> no, no, you, God damn it! No, no, no. I'm saying like um, when you say the letter, like you're talking about the letter H, right? Yeah. You don't you H. say like H or like you actually? Oh, you're saying the difference between H and H. Yeah, exactly. Uh, it's a it's a subtle difference, but I think it. I'd say HD. Okay. But if if you're being proper, air quote marks, if you're doing like a spelling B, you'd probably say H. I don't think I've ever heard somebody outside the UK say H. Even saying it, it like I have to force myself to do it. Actually, yeah, along I that mean, same line... H is just a lazier way of saying it, really. Along that same line, say both. Both. Okay. So that's another one. People, is this there? is this is the sort of like um, you know, intense, hard-hitting topics you can expect here. But people say people say both two ways. They either say both or they say both. Like, no, like some people add like an L noise. Yeah, exactly. Both or both. I I. Now that I'm now I'm thinking about it, so I'm not sure exactly how I say it, but I remember have like hearing this debate before. Actually, no, I know exactly where I heard this debate before. It was a t it was on an episode, one of the original episodes of uh, Red versus Blue. Right. They um. Do they have England in the Halo universe? I mean, yes. The, the, okay. So the Halo uh, lore is just it's 
our universe, but in the year 2550. 2550. Not too far away. Yeah, I about mean, 500 years. Yeah. And so the idea is that, yeah, yeah, they, it's, it's far enough out, they've invented faster than light travel, humanity's done a bunch of colonies, they're on the brink of civil war, and then the aliens show up. And it sort of unites humanity against them, and the aliens wipe out a bunch of human colonies. Nah, and... nah. In reality, the humans just still keep killing each other. Huh? <laughs> they actually do that in the series too. Um, I don't know, if I was putting on a posh accent, like both. Then yeah, but I don't know. if I'm being lazy, then yeah, both. But that's that's the other thing. Like both, if you put it, there there isn't an L in the word. So yeah. wouldn't the correct the correct way to say it should be both. Bear in mind, we get people in my own city who say the name of the city differently to me. Like Alicia says uh Bath. Mm. And I'll say Bath. Which is quite a big difference considering. Well, yeah, she's saying it with an American accent, honestly. Well no, she's saying it with a Bristol accent. Fuck Bristol. Well, uh, apparently the Bristol accent's pretty close to ours. I'm still getting in trouble for this, by the way. <laughs> every, every time we release a new one, before she listens to it, she's like, so, do you have anything you want to apologize for now before I listen to it? <laughs> <laughs> oh, yep. But, I mean, that's, yeah. Has that... Alpha forgotten this by the time she asks? Yeah, so you'll say, no, no, there's nothing wrong. And then in the first, yeah. like, ten minutes of the podcast, you're already making fun of her accent. Yeah. Oh, my God. But, uh. but that's... that's. I mean, you get that around here, too, though. Um, one thing that... So, in my state, like, we pronounce every town nothing like what it's spelled. Like, the, yeah. the town well, I went you to... You put, like, kind of a, a W in book. Boston, don't you? Yeah, yeah, it's yeah, it's here. People, Boston. Boston. Yeah, it's, we we pronounce it B A W S T O N, <laughs> when yeah. that is not how it's spelled. Um, but I'm thinking of like um, uh, the town I I grew up around um, and where I went to college uh, was uh, we say Worcester, it's spelled W O C E S. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's I honestly forgot the R was even in it. Um, yeah. So, like, I'll have an uncle come out from the Midwest, and he'll be like, "Oh, I'm staying around Worcester." I'm like, yeah, some people say Worcester, like, yeah, or Worcester. Like, like people will say sometimes. There's not, there's not an H but in there, but thanks to Worcester sauce, I've always pronounced it Worcester. Yeah, <laughs> you say I know about the place. <laughs> it's it's Worcester. If there's one thing I can say about the accent in my state, it's that a lot of the time we just forget letters. We see a word and we're just like... Over there. We do. Uh, it's, uh, it's not your Worcester. Yeah, yeah. So, war, and it's like Worcestershire sauce. Yeah. <laughs> that, that's that's the way most people will call it in at least around where I live. Worcestershire sauce. Shire. War. <laughs> <laughs> Your farmer is coming out. Oh, it's the farming accent. <laughs> I'm Farmer Bill. Mm. Oh, that's People not even an American farming accent. Out. That that was like a that's like a British farmer. 
Uh, From Darsat. <laughs> is that what that accent is from? Well, there's quite a few different like bomber reactions. I so, I mean, since we're talking, we're talking about language now. Um, th that's something that honestly is kind of fascinating to me. Is that with a population the size you guys have and an island mm. as small as you guys have, you have an astonishing number of regional accents. Because we're so old. Well, yeah, but... So you you guys have, like, double the number of accents we have in the U.S. in, like, maybe a hundredth of the space. Like, the, yeah, the entire landmass of the British Isle could, like, fit into New York State with room to spare. And I mean, yet... How many states do you got? 50. Okay. Yeah, I think... I mean, if, if each of those states is a different accent, you've probably got more accents than us. It, it isn't, though. Most of the Midwest shares uh, a similar accent with slight variations. A good mm -hmm. chunk of the South has similar accents. Um, mm -hmm. Most of the Northeast, where, where I am, like, is very similar accents. Boston's got kind of its own unique thing, and so does New York City. But that's because they're mm -hmm. big metropolitan areas. Um, yeah, that must have been, like, really pl well planned to get exactly 50 states. Part of me no. is kind of like that's something that has bugged me my entire life growing up because yeah. and it's There's it's not for any it's not for yeah, exactly it's not for any specific reason i just it's just like like from an ocd like mathematical kind of standpoint it bugs me mm -hmm. i'm like i want 51 like i want it to be a weird number cuz it had to have been a weird number somewhere throughout the creation of the, the like the country um, and honestly, it very easily could have been like 55 or more. The only reason uh, states like California and Texas are as big as they are is because um, at the eight other states. No, slavery. Oh. Um, it's because... Oh, we got to that point already today. What? Oh my god. <laughs> we're, we're, we're not that far in. But no, follow me on this. Yeah. Historically, um, before the Civil War... They couldn't. Um, they they didn't. Neither side was a, neither the like the the free states in the north or the slave states in the south were able to reach a majority uh, enough to ban or completely allow slavery. So the way that basically there was building tension. The way they maintained it was every time a free state was added, a slave state was added. Texas right. was added to the union when it. It, it left Mexico and then it wanted to join the US and when it joined the US it was going to be a slave state so they had what they did was they split my state in half Maine was created because Massachusetts Maine used my, my state used to be huge but they cut it in half to make an extra free state so Texas could join okay and but Texas was so big that it should have been made up into five states but that would have been five slave states that were added hmm so they kept it as one big state. That's the reason Texas is as huge as it is. Hmm. Little bit of history there. <laughs> yeah. Well, um, yeah you, so you wanted like a prime number or something? Yeah, I was like, yeah, come on. I, I I don't know. It's just I thought I thought it would be cool, and I maybe I only think it would be cool because I grew up with there being fifty. Hmm. But before Hawaii was in, there was forty nine. There was Alaska. It was forty eight. Like, come on. 
give me, give me give me some kind of a cool number like that. Even back in the '60s, um, no, no, not the '60s. It was the 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 '20s and the '30s. There were states that were still territories. Yeah, I don't know. I just thought I know it would be cool. about the Hunger Games. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I live in. Uh, I actually I live in District 13, the the blown right? up one. Oh really? <laughs> the blown up one. <laughs> yeah, the the one that they don't. Spoiler alert for those books. If no one's read them, but there's a there's a rumored District 13. I barely remember those. I only read the first one, and I, I read the then? District Eight. What was Katniss District Eight? I thought it was District Eleven. I could, it's been oh. a very long time since I've seen the movies. I I watched the first movie, and with the books, I read the first two, and the third one, I got bored halfway through and never finished it. Mm. Um, but th like the lore was pretty interesting. Cause, but I yeah, the, the there was one state, there, there was one district that got nuked, and it was the East Coast, like literally where I live. <laughs> <laughs> they knew too much. Well, what happened was apparently Colorado, which is District One or the the capital, they were like, mm. we're gonna take over the country, and Boston was probably like, fuck off, and so they nuked them, <laughs> which. You know, I I think is perfectly in line with the attitude most people in my state have. Yeah, I mean, in uh, the the English view of America is that almost all of America has that kind of ideology. If someone tells you no, you tell them to fuck off. <laughs> to to an extent, it depends on where you're going. Like the Midwest, where a good chunk of my uh, my family lives on my mom's side, they're ex they're extremely polite. Like mm. there are certain issues that if you kind of cross them, they'll they'll be like, all right, fuck off. But for the most part, they're extremely kind, extremely polite, very easygoing. Mm -hmm. Until um, you do them wrong. Yeah. Uh, yeah, exactly. It's just kind of like, but even then, most of the time they'll give you the benefit of the doubt. Most most of the people, at least that I know out there, are like that. Um, yeah. That's that's my own anecdote. I but in general, every time I've been to the Midwest, it's, it seems to be very very chill and kind and uh, easygoing people. Um, yeah, but the Very same. Different to over here. <laughs> and then, then you go over to. Um, I've only been to California once, uh, and I was in San Diego, and I was right mm. on the coast. So it may have just been because of that. But everyone I talked to there was also very. It must be the weather. It was very chill, very easygoing. Like, <laughs> I, I growing up in. A colder climate on the East Coast. It's a very different attitude to the West Coast. I remember I went over there. I was on business. I got finished, uh, done with work. Went down from my hotel room to a bar that was connected to the hotel. And it had this big open air thing. It was looking over the ocean. Um, it was decorated like, you know, surfer paraphernalia all over the place. I go to the bartender and I ask the guy, like, uh, it, he, he's, he comes over. And generic, like surfer bro i can hear that Ugh. cork through the mic by the way sorry uh, <laughs> no no it's it's funny because i'm telling the story i'm telling a story about a story because you went to a bar yeah yeah i know <laughs> it, it suits it anyway so i go over and talk to the guy and he generic surfer bro is how this guy sounded yeah and like he comes over he's like what's up man and <laughs> I, I was, I was, he's like, you know, what can I get you? And my, my coworker was already there and she already had a beer. And so I was like, 
you know, what what's good at the bar? Like, you know, what what's good for? Uh, I I think I was like I asked him for an IPA, like a beer, and I was like, you know, what what you got for a good IPA? And he's like, it's all good, man. Oh, and me being from 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 the Boston area, that pissed me off. I was like, we just answer the fucking question. <laughs> <laughs> I just feel like I just assume they're high and then just kind of like. But that's I don't think the guy was high. That's I think true. that was just his that was his whole vibe. Well, no one's that like chill. Oh no, no. I think he was an exception. No, no one else I met there was that chill. But he okay. epitomized the whole attitude for me. He was the stereotype of everyone else I met during that trip. He wasn't like wearing a. A lilo, was it lilo? The the flower. Oh, oh, uh, a lay. Something. <clears throat> they're yeah. they're called lays. No, he was uh, he was wearing a, a tank top and cargo shorts. Okay, that's just as bad. Was he wearing sandals? I don't know. I didn't look over the bar to check. That's yeah. That's so bro. That's so bro. <laughs> he he was. When I say just picture a generic surfer bro, yeah. You wouldn't be allowed in a bar if you walked in wearing that stuff over here. Okay, well, but again, this was this was California in like a beach town in Southern California. Yeah. I was I was maybe forty minutes away at most from the Mexican border. But Kaiser, everywhere's a beach town. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, but... <laughs> we have quite a few. Though. Hey, I that is not true. I've been to uh, Oxfordshire. That place was a field town, not a beach town. Yes, but. I don't know, but every time someone mentions Oxfordshire, I just think about the swans. It's the one place in England where you're allowed to beat swan. Wait. Beat swans? Eat. Oh, eat. What? Why would you beat a swan? I don't know, so you could it's eat, tenderize it, so you can eat it, I guess. <laughs> well, yeah, I guess I could. Yeah, no, um, I think you can eat swan there anyway. I know the Queen owns all the swans in England, apart from... <laughs> Listen, <laughs> apart from in Oxford, so I think, yeah. I'd love to way. know what kind of fucking contrived political War, situation yeah. led to that. Well, it was probably like some baron or duke in Oxford who did some good shit, and so she was like, "I Yo, grant bro. you the swans." Yo, bro, <laughs> you can like totally have my swans. <laughs> That's how the Queen sounds. I can't help it. The Queen's from California, apparently. Oh my god. Gnarly. I. <laughs> this is. This, this is. This topic is just us laughing at this point. This is because of Bill and Ted's adventure. You know about Bill and Ted, right? I I know of it. I don't think. Oh no! I God, I haven't seen that in forever. Right, it's so old, but they're releasing a new one. Why? With, um, fucking John Wick was one of them. Keanu Reeves? Keanu Reeves. He's was, going to be... Wasn't... I thought he was in the original, wasn't he? He is in the original. He's, like, super, super young in the original, though, so no one really recognized him. I didn't until this latest film came out, and I was like, oh my god. John Wick, the guy that murdered the entire Russian cartel because they damaged his dog. Damaged? They killed his dog. <laughs> Damaged his dog. <laughs> Sorry. Did the um, queen own that dog? He's now, like, going back to playing... Yeah. Yo, bro, Ooh. that ain't cool. So, <laughs> it's funny 
Um, you can tell, like, what era somebody grew up in by what they think Keanu Reeves is. For me, he's always Neo. Yeah. Because that, that was what, like, <laughs> that, that was the first movie that I, I really remember seeing him in. Um, yeah. Was, was the first I mean, Matrix film. I've seen all Matrix films several times. I just... It's very, very rare for me to learn an actor's name, and John Wick in particular blew me away. So that's yeah. why I remember his name from that. I'm and I was like, oh shit, yeah. Believe me, they're, they're, I'm the exact same way. There's only like a handful of actors that I actually know the names of and can actually and know them by name. Like so, you know, Nicolas Cage, good and bad reasons. <laughs> well, everyone knows. That. <laughs> um, Samuel Jackson. Old Schwarzenegger. Schwar the thing is, I. I never watched any of his movies. I I never I never was into Terminator. Wasn't he the governor of California? Yeah, he was. He was the governor. Yeah, brought it around. <laughs> he was the governor. <laughs> we're we're back in California now. Holy shit! Well, he this, he this literally he literally won that election by. Hey, one of his one of his things. He's like my opponent is a girly man. <laughs> And like that was how he won the election. Yeah. He just went up there. He's like, he's like, I am the governor. My opponent, he doesn't have the qualifications. He's a girly man. <laughs> hey, we, <laughs> I haven't, bro I haven't busted out the Schwarzenegger accent in a while. <laughs> yeah, but no, I agree. There are definitely um, some actors that are just that you just know. Knows. Yeah, they hit the big time. Yeah, they, like that they just like people know him by name. So, I think the first actor like that for me was Samuel L. Jackson, and the reason for that was fucking Snakes on a Plane. I've never seen it. Oh my god, that movie became so Nicolas Cage for the almost the exact same reason. Um, there was a there was a budget theater um, near my hometown that had like they did like a two dollar ticket uh, night on Tuesdays because that was their their weakest night, so they just two dollars go in there watch a movie yeah snakes on a plane <laughs> crappy action movie starring samuel l jackson that became famous for the the phrase get these motherfucking snakes off this motherfucking plane yeah of course and it fuck it cheesy action movie but it was so good and he he made that movie <clears throat> my friends, one of my friends went to see it on opening night. They did a midnight release where people were mm. like, when he came on the screen, people were clapping and stuff like that. I didn't go to that. We watched it the next day. He literally saw it at the midnight release and then came out with us the next day to go see it in the theater. Yeah. And he fell asleep in the movie the second time. Oh, well, well <laughs> um, that's less... Uh... But the thing is, the next day when we went, there was only like... Um, five maybe ten people in the whole theater including us <clears throat> and there was one guy behind us um who was i guess he was i don't know think like I, I don't even know how to describe this guy to you but he was like a generic bostonian and i i I, I, I haven't really gone to boston i know i know and that's that's why I, it's not <laughs> gonna mean anything to you but yeah Anyway, so he's he's sitting in the back of the theater, and the first time Sam Jackson comes on screen, my friend stands up and just shouts, "Yeah, Sam Jackson, let's kill some motherfucking snakes!" <laughs> and from that point yes. on, that guy was pissed. 
and really? he was staring oh, daggers okay. at us. But he didn't see which God, one of us said that. Bostonians the best uh, rapport, do you? <laughs> we're, we're, we're a very cynical, sarcastic, angry, angry people. Angry kind of people, yeah. <laughs> it's just who we are. Anyway, so... Um, my friend falls asleep, and then that guy actually, uh, like, when we're... When, oh God, he thought it was my other friend that, that shouted that. So, like, near the end of the movie... He comes down and he like he grabs on the seat behind him and leans over my friend's face and like threatens him. Damn. And I think this guy just had a chip on his shoulder in general. Like I don't know, maybe his wife was banging the mailman or something like that, but he wasn't Dang. happy. Um and this feels like segment 3 <laughs> <laughs> where we where normally we degrade into just telling stories. Um no, it's a, it's a, these kinds, yeah. <laughs> I, okay, I'm <laughs> I'm kind of getting off in the weeds. Anyway, he threatened the he threatened the wrong friend because my friend that actually shouted fell asleep in the seat next to my other friend, and mm. um, so he's just threatening some you know one of my random friends. He was just like he didn't know what the fuck to do. Like just like what the fuck is this guy doing? Um. Anyway, doesn't doesn't matter. But that was the movie that got us uh, to like the that made me Sam Jackson like a legend in my mind was uh, Snakes in a Plane. Nicolas Cage. It was a movie called Next, where Nicolas Cage could see two seconds into his own future and just use that power to drink martinis and hit on women. It was so fucking stupid. We saw that movie literally like eight times. Because it was on the $2 movie night, we'd just go in there and see it, and then leave, and go see the next showing, and then go back in there and see it again. And just, we, we saw that movie so many times, and there was no, there was never anyone in the theater. It was always empty. I think the, the most company we had was this elderly couple who was there seeing the movie, and they were in, like, the back row, and it was just us in front. Yeah. The most fun was when it was just us in the theater, because we could do whatever the fuck we wanted. Um, and just, you know, talk at the movie and, like, make fun of it openly. Because most of the time, we're courteous. It was it was the Sam Jackson thing that just... Uh... Yeah, I feel like on uh, these days, they're a lot more sharp on people messing around in the, in the, the first day theater. Is that the right word? Cinema. Yeah, word. theaters. Well, we call them theaters. Cinema, I guess, is, yeah, one of those subtle Wait, differences. No, because theater is... Yeah, I know. It's the difference between uh, trousers and pants. Because, um, like, over here... No, 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 no. I know, I'm, I'm saying, yeah. you, you, we don't call them cinemas here. We call them theaters. Yeah, but over here, if you say you're going to the theater, it's like you're going to see a pantomime. Yeah, exactly. And we use both words here. Okay. Like, theater, theater can mean both. But most of the time when people say theaters over here, they're talking about a movie theater. Okay. Yeah, I suppose. I mean, yeah. Like, and I, I know because if <laughs> I was telling, I'm gonna say now. <laughs> Sorry, I, I, I jumped in on the the whole language difference again. That's all right. But that's uh... that's. I mean, we could we could go on about the, maybe we'll we'll save that for the third segment. Uh, the language differences, but the uh, the difference between um, pants and fanny between the uh the different cultures because those pants mean and fanny. you know that's not right you know no 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 
I'm saying those words. Pants. Oh, right, right, right. Okay, okay. Pants, <laughs> pants mean two very different things between the US and the UK, and so does Fanny. Yeah, but everyone in England knows that people in America say it differently. I don't think many people in America know that we say it differently in England. That's true. And I, I think it comes down to a, um, a population size. Like, the U.S. is basically self-contained. It, it, like, we've, we've, got, we've, we've got 50 states, and they're all so different. We've got 300 million people, and most people in the U.S., for better or for worse, don't really think about the outside world. <laughs> Except in, like, an abstract way. At least that's been my experience, you know. Yeah. There's a few people, like, coastal cities are different because they have such a stronger interaction with the wider world mm. but the vast majority of the US found over the, the years that I've been talking to you guys and the rest of the, everyone else in the hive mm. I've definitely become a, a lot more Americanized because uh, I remember the first sign was that I was starting to say trash mm. um, you don't say trash over here it's an Americanization of rubbish <laughs> uh, you'd say so you'd say a trash can we'd say a rubbish bin yeah, yeah. Uh, and I got told off, well, not told off, some asshole in my old workplace was like, Excuse me? That's not proper English. You shouldn't <laughs> say that. <laughs> uh, and so, <laughs> I, I, every week after that, I just came back and I was like, Yeah, I was out, I was out at the mall with my friends. Looking at, look, trying to find a new trash can for my yeah, apartment. Well, not my flat, well, my apartment. Yeah, not the shopping center, the mall. Uh, <laughs> uh, and yeah, like, even the basic stuff, like, um, you don't have crisps over there, you have chips. Yeah, and your chips and we like, call, like, uh, fries. Y yes. Well, um, no. <laughs> okay. So yes. the things that you, you refer to as chips, like the real ones, like the thick-cut ones, mm. we call those steak yeah. fries. Well, we have three words. So the, the, the steak ones you just said, those are chips, uh, or oven chips. Mm. Uh, then there's fries, which are the long, skinny ones. Or f they're also called french fries. Well, okay, so that 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 is yeah. Fr Wait, you actually use the word French fries over there? Yeah. Did not know this. <laughs> All right, um, we could we could literally keep talking about this for hours, but we're at thirty four minutes, so I think we can wrap up the first segment. It's funny. Right. I, I'm gonna read you what I had written written down for topics. Potential, yeah, written down uh, for topics. Uh, one, this podcast. Topic two. And I wrote this one. <laughs> I wrote this one um, when I may have um, had a couple drinks because okay. my my handwriting's a little sloppy. California needs more Boston. Right. I mean, we can go into that in the next one. I feel like <laughs> those are the two things I had written down. And the funny thing is, I didn't actually even lead us into that California topic. I for I didn't even look at the the notes after we moved on from the podcast. We just started talking about that. So clearly, it's just something I have on my mind. Anyway, I'm gonna I'm gonna roll us out of this one. Um, this is the end of segment one. Topics, even though. 
the topics were a little bit incoherent this week, but we stayed to a couple uh, very, very centralized points, differences between the UK and the US, uh, regional differences, this podcast in general, and a lot of complaining about California. Um, Yeah, end of uh, segment one. Uh, If you're listening during the week, uh, this is the end of the segment. But if you're listening to the full podcast, then you will hear us in just a few seconds. We'll talk to you again soon. And we're back with segment two of the TMCJ podcast, Name Subject to Change. This is where we talk about media, whatever happens to catch our fancy regarding media. Um, so if you just listened to the last segment and heard us going on for days and days about maybe cultural differences and uh, different regions in England and in the U.S., um, this will be a welcome break because we're going to talk about things that may be more relatable or less relatable. Yeah. What's, what's the, what? I don't know. That intro was pure gibberish. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> what? Okay, I, it's become so natural saying when you're like, TFCG podcast, what, uh, <laughs> like you to change, a subject to change, that's the word. <laughs> subject to change would be a good title. Subject to change, oh my god, actually, that, that might be, we may rename this the subject to change podcast. <laughs> it would be a have. None of our plans ever work. (laughs) We'll see what happens. Um, Anyway, uh, I think what we should start with in this segment is Passengers, because we've been holding off talking about it because that was a movie that... That was our last movie night movie. We finally watched it, and we didn't talk about it after the fact except to, like, a limited extent. Um, Mm. I fell asleep watching it, but I've seen the movie before. Yes. Uh... Yeah, yeah, I got the end, and the loud end credits were playing, and I was like, Kaiser? Kaiser! (laughs) And meanwhile, I'm laying on my couch with my headset on my eyes. Like, it literally, (laughs) I woke up, the head, I had, like, rolled over, the headset had popped off my head, and it was just sitting on my face. Yeah, and it was, like, three in the morning here, or something stupid, so I couldn't exactly... Yeah, it was, like, seven or eight o'clock. It wasn't even that late here, it was just, I... I hadn't slept well the night before, so I was just out. But yeah, yeah. the um, but the movie itself was not something that was said you to sleep. I wouldn't say. No, 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 no. And to be fair, one of the reasons. So, I I do have to take a dig at Amazon again here. Um, I bragged yeah. on the podcast last week that I had found a way around Amazon's thing by using the Elgato. Unfortunately, audio didn't come through. Which meant that the way we had to watch the movie was I used my little clever workaround to project the video through the stream so that Blue and his lovely girlfriend could watch, but they couldn't hear anything. So what I ended up having to do was to turn on my speakers and point my the mic I'm using to record right now at the speakers and to make sure that I wasn't banging things on my desk or making noise, I went over and laid on my couch to watch the movie. Uh, to yeah. you know, to my computer monitor. Yeah, it w- brilliant setup uh, with one major flaw. The movie's about two hours long, and near the end of it, I just started dozing off and uh, completely mm. fell asleep in the last ten minutes of the movie. <laughs> oh well, while we're on the uh, a quick, quick Amazon uh, topic. Okay. Yeah. Briefly before we get into actual passengers, because we brought up Amazon, we of course have to bring up Netflix. Mm. 
By law. <laughs> By law, we have to bring up Netflix. Oh, big. What, what do they do? Have you uh, seen the controversy around... Oh, are you talking about that weird French movie? I don't know if it's French. It's called Cuties. Yep, I know what you're talking about. Yeah, so uh, Netflix Why has decided to dip its that? toe into pedophilia for some reason. Right? I, I oh don't... God. I do not know why people are defending that fucking like I've seen the con I've seen the controversy I have not seen any trailers for it I nope. I have not like I've I've had friends that are canceling honestly I've I've been considering canceling my Netflix Netflix subscription for quite a while now this might be the straw that breaks the camel's back because yeah. the fact that not only are they hosting that but they're defending it I. They need to take a step back and really re-examine what the fuck they're doing with their lives. Yeah, like so there was a big controversy when the the, the poster came out about it. Right, and, and then like, no, no no don't worry we won't actually this won't actually happen in the film like that kind of stuff and, and then, then it happened apparently like six times in the film. So what I've so I I follow um a couple like uh, film critics and and stuff on yeah, on YouTube. Same. And um, I've listened to them talking about it, and they've seen clips and trailers from it, and they describe it as much worse than that poster. Yes. And I just, Jesus Christ! So we've, sorry, we've we've dipped into controversy in the first five minutes of this, but I think it's something that it's relevant in media. It's something that we need to talk about because it's absolutely disgusting. Yes. Like. I I understand like if you're uh if you're say like a parent and your your kid is into dancing and whatnot and it's like it's a private thing and you want to encourage them and have them this Where is it's not sexualized yeah th- this is not the like even if this is a kind of dancing that you as a parent are okay with your kid doing which if you are what the fuck is wrong with you but. Okay, whatever. Your family, your kid, whatever. But then to have it filmed and projected to the whole fucking world. No. There there is there is something seriously I I don't know. This is if I keep talking I'm going I'm going to get legitimately angry if I keep talking about this, but Sorry. <laughs> but it it I I know what you're talking about. I know the controversy. Um yep. If people listening want to go up and look it up, look it look it up. You may want to cancel your Netflix Netflix subscription after you see it. But yeah, just yeah. oh, disgusting. Like, I don't think it's really our. I, I haven't done research on it. I've not seen any scenes, right? So I can't really. I talk on I don't want to watch thing. scenes from it. Exactly. Um, <laughs> that, that's the thing. So, I like so I've. I'm, I, I've been following it like third hand, like listening to, to critics talking about it and stuff like that. Like critics mm. I actually trust, not the ones that are mm. like paid to review it well. But and I just listening to the to the things that I've heard second hand, it just sickens me. I I, I don't want, I don't wanna see the trailers. Mm. Uh yeah. yeah. Sorry, that was because you talked about Amazon. No. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. So, uh, hey, look, we found a reason to shit on Netflix this week. 
Normally right. we're shitting on Amazon. Amazon wins this one. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Amazon, you did good by not we doing bad. Yeah, by not doing anything. Oh my god. Uh, yeah. Um, but yeah, back yeah, to passengers. Really, really enjoyed the film. Hmm. Uh, Alicia, I could tell, especially enjoyed it. Because you got quite emotionally attached to the characters. Um, there were several things that, in my horribly uh, nerdy brain, <laughs> were like, that's not quite like right. That wouldn't have happened. That's dumb. Yeah, and, and that's um, it's it's funny you mention that because you you kind of alluded to this when we we spoke briefly earlier this week, and I we we, we held off discussing we we <laughs> held off discussing the movie like to any significant degree. I like when I first watched that movie, and when I've watched it subsequent times, I never remember any of the sci-fi stuff because at its core, it's the story is about like two it's a social people. experiment exactly yeah. it's it's a character story it's about one person who's on a desert island and is so desperate that they'll literally ruin somebody else's oh, life yeah. just to um just to not be alone for another day yeah and uh, so okay but tell me tell me this yeah tell me the synopsis of the film before i tear it to shit yeah yeah so synopsis of the film essentially it's uh near or sort of near future um, humanity has started colonizing other planets but they have to do it through not faster than light ships excuse me so what they uh, do is they make these ships that fly some fraction of the speed of light and they put people in cryogenic sleep for years as they're traveling to these other star systems at which point they get there they wake up and they um, go to work on the planet and start a new life in a brand new world. But it's been years, so they're essentially... Anyone that goes on these trips is leaving their friends and family behind forever. They like Even if they can talk to them again, it would take decades for the message even to get back to the solar system. Um, during the, uh, the, the beginning of the movie, one of the people, kind of a low-level engineer, uh, who's kind of riding steerage class, uh, he wakes up early, decades early, like several decades early. I think it was something like 90 years before they were actually going to arrive at the planet, and because of some glitch in the, the ship, and he proceeds to just try and find a way to you know send a message for help but like i said it takes years for the message to get back he tries to figure out if there's a way to put himself back to sleep it doesn't work and he spends months and months like that slowly you know going crazy or thinking of random projects to do on the ship until eventually he gets so desperate this is not a huge spoiler but uh keep in mind if you keep listening past this point there will be spoilers um he gets so desperate that he ends up waking up one of the other passengers, a beautiful woman, um, who he has in his mind just become attached to from reading things that he has access to on the ship. She's apparently a journalist. She's done a bunch of work, and and he reads through her, her and feels like he knows her and everything like that. And all the, the things a desperate, lonely, stranded person will tell themselves to justify what they're about to do. And he wakes her up, knowing that it's going to condemn her to death just like him. 
and it's about the rest of the movie is just the two of them slowly growing closer and then um her realizing what what he did and then at the climax of the movie them realizing there's a bigger problem with the ship in general um and dealing with that uh and what happens in the aftermath i'm not going to go too much further because the ending is really amazing um but that's that's the brief synopsis of the movie so go ahead tear it to shreds yeah okay so <laughs> uh starting with the uh, the lady that he wakes up yeah uh, and i know I, I said this to you previously but i do not like the fact that she is from the moment she's woken up she is just a damsel in distress uh the actress has done amazingly in other roles like the the Hunger Games, Hunger Games, where she um, she's a bit of a badass. In this, she just kind of she moans a lot. She tries to kill the guy because he woke her up, and she finds out. Um, and she she's not a mechanic. She's she's not. For the scenario that they're in, she is not integral. Well, um, okay. Yeah, no, fin finish your thought, because I, I do have uh, I have a rebuttal. And so I do not think... So, you know how he, as an engineer, is literally the lowest of the low on board that ship? Hmm. So he gets the, uh, the, the corn meat and, like... Oh yeah, yeah. He can't get the 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 gold star breakfast because he's why the heck he is super. He's like integral to the mission. He is one of the most important people on the ship, and he gets that. And a journalist gets five star golden daddy's good girl food. Mm -hmm. Um, like they're they're like twenty le twenty levels of authority apart. Yeah. So and he's more useful than she is. I, I hear you, but I argue all of what you just said as you know issues you had with the movie. I that that I think that was on purpose. All of that was on purpose, and I think all of it is internally consistent with the movie, because th this ship that is transporting in between galaxies, essentially it's owned by a company, right? And that company is purchasing. Like, there's two ways you can get a ticket on that ship because it's enormously expensive to send it. You can get a ticket on that ship because you are if you're if you're valuable, then you get a discounted ticket, but you're still gonna be riding steerage class. But if you paid for your ticket a hundred percent, then you're gonna get some special perks and treatment. And so she like he was an engineer. He was a poor dude, not really like um he was he was like middle class. I can't say poor because most engineers actually make a decent decent wage. But more than generally, yeah. Um, I, 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 yeah, I know, I know. No, you'd be surprised what journalists make, um, especially like the big name ones. Uh, but yeah, so he was, but he was buying his way not with cash but with his skills. And so yes. the way those things normally work is he's like and they say this in the movie. He's getting a discounted ticket because he's going to be valuable where he goes. Um, this comes out in one of the interviews she does with him in, during the movie. 
And, but at the same time, because he's not paying full price for his ticket, he doesn't get, like, the good food and the luxuries and things like that. Because the way the ship works is three months before they arrive, it's just a cruise ship. Basically, people get to party and have fun. She, on the other hand, was a famous journalist. And her... She, no, her she was. Famous. Her father was famous, but so was she. Because one of the reasons he wakes her up is he's reading all these big-name articles and things that she wrote... And she, her company, was essentially paying for her to fly there and fly back and get the first ever story of somebody who has, like, leapt through time, essentially, and to write I about her experiences. Uh, no. Okay. Well, I suppose she does she, actually, that, you know what? She may have been free, freelance, but the, the point was she was she was essentially flying business class. Yeah. So she, her ticket was paid for a hundred percent. So she got like the luxury treatment. That's why she, it wasn't that she was more valuable to the trip. It was that she paid more for her ticket. It was, it's like, you know, if you're flying, if you're on an airline in the modern day, flying somewhere, it doesn't matter if you're an aeronautical engineer, um, if you only paid for a coach ticket or you got a discounted ticket or you paid with miles, you're not going to get the same treatment as, you know, some, you know, Hollywood executive who is completely useless on the plane, but he paid cash. No, I, I, hear, I hear flight staff actually get, like, better. You're, you're talking about flight staff, but we're, we're yeah. talking, in this, in this instance, we're talking about people... He has very relevant technical skills when it comes to building things up and when they're actually on the ground. But when the ship's in transit, yeah, he knows engineering, but the ship's in transit. The ship's already built. It should just function. So why would they give him a, a special ticket? The skills matter when he lands and gets on the ground. Okay, it, it's, the, but, but that, that, this is all mostly like things that just earn. Yeah. So what what you're saying, sorry, let me just, I'll, I'll capstone this thought. What you're saying makes perfect sense if it was like a, um, like a planetary government sending a ship, right? And it was like, it was purely like a lottery based on who we need to colonize this planet. But it wasn't, it was a corporate ship. It was a for-profit, like private enterprise to go off and colonize this other planet. And that's why... It's just who paid the most cash for the ticket that's going to actually, you know, get the, the fancy breakfast. Yeah. Like I said, that, that's just the stuff that kind of irked me. What the major flaw was. Mm. First off, the biggest one, in my opinion, why didn't they just wake up everybody? So, there's a reason for that. On the start. There's a reason for that. Reason number one, um, he tried. He, tr but he tried to wake up the people who actually were going to be able to help them, the crew and the staff. But they were in locked, sealed bunkers. No, they weren't. Yeah, they were. No, the captain was in the uh, uh, one of the regular pods. No, he wasn't. He he was he was uh, behind the door in the um, in the crew area. Was he? He was. I suppose they never showed his pod, did they? They didn't, but but the whole like he he was able like the the, the sealed crew area, that's where yeah. he came out of. He was able to open the bridge himself because he was one of the crew. But the crew had separate space, so they could have woken up like a ton of other people, but they would have just been other random yahoos. 
it wouldn't have solved anything. And it would have been condemning those people to die of old age on the ship, just like him. I still think it would have... Because that, that would be... This this is there why be someone who had some level of authority that wasn't sealed inside the goddamn bunker. Because I mean, that ship is freaking huge. In theory, the like, area was tiny. I I agree. If I were designing that ship, that's that's the way I would set it up. But <laughs> that's not how they set it up in the movie. Like the, in the movie. All the other random people were in one spot, and all the crew were in a segregated lockdown area. That lockdown area was tiny. Yeah, well, like if the, the ship... Of... But think about it. If, if the ship is capable for traveling for 98 years with no human interaction, yeah, then you don't need a huge crew, because most things are going to be automated. Yeah, but you need, like, the landing is like the hardest part there i say like you can ride a bike that is true so easy but stopping is no thing sci-fi sci-fi wise maybe there's some flaws um but that's why i go back to the story isn't about like it's not a hard sci-fi series it's it's a character's drama it's about these two people who are stuck in this area one of them who was stuck all alone and then made a very desperate horrible decision and then that other person having to live with the consequences of the first person's desperation okay one more breaking theory all right mm -hmm. last one because there are more but i haven't the guy is like face first in front of like a freaking volcano worth of heat yeah like, literal years worth of this huge engine building up heat building up heat and it gets released on him in the space of about 10 seconds yep one little panel wouldn't do jack shit I oh mean, yeah no the, the, you're talking the, the climactic scene there. Yeah, he should have been crispy fried bacon. And then he should have died from like, oxygen, uh, from being exposed to an yep. no atmosphere. Yep. And then he is diagnosed as dead. And he's still, with the power of magic and love, back to life. I will, I'm 100% on board with you on that point. The climactic part of the movie, there is some very soft science fiction um but that's that's why i say that i like the movie not for the sci-fi elements i like the movie because it has a very well written character drama in it and what you were saying about the the woman earlier about how she's kind of like uh kind of a i don't know a wet towel compared to some of her other roles it's true but i think that's by design she has her strong moments she's clearly a very um a woman with conviction and somebody who has goals in mind and i think she reacts pretty accurately to someone who has come from that kind of pampered lifestyle but who also is convict has conviction and has goals and then having all of that shattered and i think she rightfully acts kind of um, 
indignant and in some instances maybe justifiably but a bit childish well it's quite a list like I say LSD a really good movie yeah kind of watch the movie yeah, yeah. <laughs> All, keep, so sound like... every complaint that yeah every complaint that we're talking about right now they're, they're blemishes on an otherwise beautiful movie yeah uh, take a watch just see it as a social experiment then yeah if you don't don't watch it if you're looking for hard sci-fi but if you're looking for like a good character story and an example of very well written character drama popular actors yeah <laughs> chris chris pratt wasn't super popular at that time that was it came out in 2016 yeah i mean every single one of the, these days every single one of the actors is recognizable well maybe not the barkeep hmm I've only seen him in one other thing, uh, a movie or a, a TV show called uh, Altered Carbon. Very good series. Huh. Well, they came out with season two, and I watched the first half of the first episode of season two and just got bored. I Season one was great, and I, I feel like they started... Actually, that's a really good transition into what I, wanted, what I really want to talk about. It's a new okay. series that I just picked up this week and binge watched like the entire first season in a matter of days you're talking and... about Alter Carbon right? no 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 no. Okay. I, I used Alter Carbon as a jumping off point I was saying in Altered Carbon the first season was extremely strong the second season bored me and that was the transition I used to talk about a series that I've been watching this week which uh, is Lucifer oh yeah it's Have been you... popping up on my feed for months yeah, Netflix that. picked it up, and I think they they decided to continue it. I think it was a TV show, and then Netflix decided to buy it. I the first season of that. So premise of the series, uh, you know, they 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 took uh, Christian the Christian mythos and decided to make a series about it. The idea being Lucifer, you know, the devil gets sick of presiding over hell and the unfair treatment he's got and he comes to earth and opens a nightclub <laughs> and where it's just all kinds of sin and debauchery but he's still got all his divine powers and then there's drama with people trying to get him back to his job I mean, in hell essentially I, I think of all the like of all the businesses one could set up as the devil mm. like a nightclub a gambling hall so about is very uh predictable it, like, it, I want to see the butcher, the, the butcher, the butcher, the devil, sort of like a bakery, but the devil's bums. So, they, they this is one of the reasons I really loved the first season is they actually paid attention to the lore, for lack of a better word, because um, right. the whole the whole story with Lucifer is he was being the Bible. Yeah, the, yeah, exactly. Lucifer was supposed to be um, God's. Uh, you know most greatest angel he was he was the most beloved he was but he led a rebellion against heaven and was cast out and made to be the lord of hell that that's the the lore behind him and they they really play on that and make it a character drama where he's he's bitter and essentially everything he does every sin and debauchery that he indulges in is his rebellion against the fact that you know he uh he feels betrayed he feels um, like he he was cast out unjustly, 
Anyway. A big old sad face. So the first season really goes into that quite a bit. And they also... But it, it has this interaction with... Um, it's it's like a that that's the super actual, supernatural element, but it's all encased in like a cop drama, like a CSI style cop drama, where yeah. there's a detective and they're like Lucifer essentially ends up pairing off with this detective and solving crimes at the same time as he's being like this this quote for lack of a better term charming devil. Yeah, gotcha. Can I just pause you there for a quick five minutes, mate? Oh, yeah, yeah, sorry. Uh, sorry, we're going to do a little transition here. Blue's got to take care of something, uh, but we will be back in like two seconds. All right, sorry for that brief interruption. I uh, kind of knew that there was there, there might be a little, uh, little cut in one of these. Um, but just to pick up where I left off. So talking about Lucifer, first season... Mm-hmm excellent they come in with the cop drama but there's a heavy supernatural element there's this idea that there's this dangerous person like he's not a person like the devil he's there he's got this this uh dangerous like evil I mean, if he's side the devil, doesn't he have like why would he set up this but like it's not like he needs money he doesn't need money the reason he did it in the series and this becomes obvious as you watch the series is that he is looking to get away like he never felt at home in heaven he never felt at home in hell because that hell was his punishment to lord over it and so he was he's trying to find a place to belong like that's that's a a heavy element of the series um and so he did this basically to have a place of his own to have his own little castle essentially right uh there's don't uh, there's there's a little a few things in the series you really can't read into too far and that that's one of them um, but I liked the first season because it was heavy in that supernatural element. They had a little bit of that cop drama and investigational element there, and it, it interacted with that that supernatural element. And the thing is, he's upfront with everyone about him being the devil, but most people just think he's either an actor or insane. Um, yeah. Or deranged in some way. And so no one takes him seriously but a few people like push him too far over the edge and he reveals it to him and he drives him insane like by horrifying them in some way and that that sort of like dynamic i love series there's a couple series that i've seen like that uh an anime in particular that pops to mind is elf and lied this idea where you as the audience realize that this perfectly normal person is interacting with someone that appears perfectly normal but is fully capable of just slaughtering this person outright yeah and that that tension from that interaction like is really the thing is that he has literally nothing that, that could hurt him at all they introduce something though that's the thing yeah. But nothing so, should be stronger than the no, devil. No, no, I know, but think of so. Yes, you're right. The that let me let me let me continue with my my synopsis, and then I can tell you where I think this goes yeah, off the yeah, rail. Yeah. I do agree with you. They needed to introduce something like that. So one of the first things that happens is uh, one of the other angels gets sent down to bring him back, essentially, and they can obviously hurt each other. Um. Humans can't hurt him. He, he gets shot several times in the series, and he's fine. But 
uh, he also starts to realize that, that this this kind of detective that he's with, first of all, he can't use his like kind of hypnotic charm on her uh, for some reason. And then whenever he's around her, he can actually be harmed. He can actually uh, start to bleed and take damage from mundane mortal objects. And that becomes a, a kind of a dynamic throughout the series, him figuring that out um, in the first season. Then we get to the second season. <laughs> yeah. And I... The second season opens strong. They introduce, like, kind of a new threat, a new dynamic to it. But then they just flounder around and... It, it turns into CSI with a supernatural skin. Rather than, like, a supernatural show with a little bit of investigation and CSI kind of stuff tacked on. And that that's why I initially watched it. Anyway, go on, go on. The, the premise is good, but there's a, I feel already like there's a lot of... Man, this whole fucking episode is just going to be me complaining about TV shows and movies. Some that I haven't even seen. <laughs> uh, like, okay, if the devil can bleed, yeah. then you can kill the devil. Yes. If there's no devil, then everyone on the planet would be like, great, we, if we go to hell, it'll be a fucking vacation because there's no devil. Let's just do the worst goddamn things possible. So, like, even the angels can't be going, ooh, we better rough up the devil because if the devil dies, then they're fucked. They, this um, is a point, sorry, I do have to jump in here. This is a point they address in the series. Okay, cool. Uh, so, the, the idea is, hell is going to exist no matter what. Lucifer... Uh, was sent there as a punishment to preside over it and ensure that things kept going. He's punishing the wicked um, and so on, and making sure that the wicked got their appropriate punishments. Yeah, so if he's not but there. if he's not there, one of the big plot points is one of the other angels is having to sort of like part-time step in and preside over it since he's just decided to fuck wow. off to Earth. That's hilarious. <laughs> And that's one of the primary, like, motivations of that angel to get him back. He's like, I don't want this fucking job. It's your job. Oh, and yeah, I'm, I'm just saying, Greg, I'm not the devil. I'm in part-time <laughs> down here. <laughs> but I'm you're right. Old, you've been a very bad boy. You need a good you're, spanking. <laughs> you're making fun of it. But that literally is the way... <laughs> that's the way they treat it. I was saying the same thing watching it. It was like, this is... It became... But... There was still that heavy supernatural element in the first part of the series. When it gets to season two, it literally becomes that. That joke that you just made, that's the extent of the supernatural shit. Like, they they take what was such a strong opening, and they these really interesting characters, and this, this tense, like, power dynamic between the humans and the supernatural beings, and they systematically just neuter it throughout the rest of the series until at the end like the devil is less threatening than like an eight-year-old that's the daughter of one of the cops right like he becomes softened by humanity yeah not only not only softened by like he still has his powers there's several points in the series where the writing is very inconsistent in the second season and a little bit in the first season too like in some scenes he can, like, 
jump on top of a building in the blink of an eye and like throw someone across a room that like weighs like three times his size yeah. or three times his weight but then in other scenes like he's suddenly scared because like a 90 pound woman holds a pair of scissors to his throat it's like you could just blink behind her and punch her heart out like why are you afraid <laughs> like I'm not saying he should do that but why is he afraid he's the devil he can do whatever the fuck exactly. he wants exactly it, that's what starts to piss me off in the second season. Like, they take these powerful characters, and the reasons... The reason that, that these powerful characters didn't, like, just basically walk roughshod over the humans in their path was because there were certain restrictions in place. Either it was because it was one of the angels, and they're not allowed to directly harm mortal humans by you know god's decree or it was because it was the devil lucifer and he had this kind of um mild sympathy for them where he he didn't want to harm them he wanted to live among them until one of them crossed him but in the second season they just they sort of forget that and they just treat all of these supernatural characters as if they're humans who can occasionally make their eyes glow and it just i don't know i'm hoping it gets better there's five seasons first season i really liked i binge watched it in a couple days because it was just it had me hooked i'm watching the second season on pure momentum because you're hoping to get through and maybe it's like peaky blinders thing where i'll pick up again yeah exactly peaky blinders i think it was season three got kind of dull and i was just like ugh. But by the time it got to season four and five, it started to pick up again. Yeah. And I'm hoping it's there's, the same thing. Like, I'm hoping season two, two is on. just a slump. So, first off, uh, when you're drawing or painting or something, right? Mm. You never use just... Well, in my experience, you never use straight black, right? You never use the color black. Because mm. once you do, you cannot get any darker right yeah by the same logic if you start off using the devil there's where do you go from the devil you have um, to yeah you have to inter- invent new supernatural characters to kind of yeah, combat are it. more powerful and there's only one person as far as i can tell in that series who's more powerful and that's god that they... leads me to my second question is there morgan freeman in the film <laughs> so far no but they they do do a good job and they they do stick close to like <laughs> I I love using the phrase the lore. Um they do do a good job using the actual like Christian <laughs> Yeah, exactly. Using the the Christian canon to um like in to bring in characters that are equally or more powerful. Um right. like the devil wasn't oh. even like he was he was supposed to be one of God's angels, but there are literally yeah. I think in the the, the Bible hundreds of angels maybe not hundreds but definitely there's a lot of things that way yeah so and he wasn't even the most powerful angel it's one of the reasons that he he led a rebellion against heaven in the bible and he got cast out for that reason isn't david the most powerful i don't know much about the bible um no david wasn't a an angel he was uh he was a dude i thought he led the forces of god what am i thinking of you, you you might be right 
actually. Um, oh my god, did I out <laughs> out religion you? <laughs> you? You may have. Oh my god. I uh, like like most religious people. It's been a while since I've read the Bible. Oh, okay, fair enough. Um, but yeah. But point being, they they do a very good job, like. In the again, in the first season and the beginning of the second season, they do such a good job sticking to that, that lore and that like deep, um, religious kind of like pool of of characters. Please tell me that they reference, because oh, there's so many great jokes that could come about from this. Uh, if like Lucifer ran into the Westboro Baptist Church, for example, they they have not plumbed those depths yet. They haven't gone like down the. I was gonna say the five of. They they did make happen. one very lazy joke about Trump um, in the second oh, really? season. Um, That's kind of a bit too. It's too like it, it. It it felt like okay. Hey, look look at us. We're a TV show. We're talking about the current day. Yeah. I, political views. It's it's lazy writing, but doesn't matter. Um, they they do do that, but they haven't plumbed those depths yet. One thing that pisses me off, and there there are several episodes where I literally predicted the entire plot just based on modern day tropes. Yeah, like there was an episode um, where uh, some guy it's 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 about social media, and some guy is finding people on social media who have d uploaded terrible things um, like revenge porn or um, right. videos of like prank videos that went too far and things like that and some guy takes it upon himself or sorry some person takes it upon themselves to uh, avenge the uh, these by by brutally murdering the people that uploaded them okay. and so it becomes yeah yeah exactly but it's not like death note it was just you wrote the name they got a heart attack this guy, like, I think one of the first ones, he literally um, burned a guy to death at the stake and put, like, accelerant on his crotch so his balls burned first. Right. Um, brutal stuff. But what they did in the series, and uh, they, they tried for most of the episode to make you think that it was this, this one woman who was the one who was doing it. And... It's a series, it's a, uh, like a mainstream TV show in the modern day. And so I immediately was like, no, she didn't do it. A, she's not white. B, she's a woman. They will not make her the wow. bad guy. <laughs> like, and sure enough, it, it wasn't her. There's a plot twist at the very end where they bring in some random character to be the bad guy. Right, okay. I, like, there, there were several tropes like that. Like, I was able to... Like, that's that's maybe one of the most on-the-nose examples, but there are several mm. episodes where I'm like, just by stereotyping, um, I'm like, yep, I know what's going to happen in this episode. Yep, yeah, you I know, know what the, the, the mainstream media's opinion is. Yeah, yeah, I know what... The, not even the, the media, just, like, the mainstream zeitgeist. Public opinion. Yeah. Yeah. The, the, the way that, that Hollywood kind of uh, works now. Um, and not that it's it's necessarily a bad thing, it's just overdone. Yeah, there's, like, there's been a lot of uh, it, yeah, female it's, strength films. It's like, uh, it's like uh, uh, westerns, right? Westerns were like a hugely popular thing, and then everyone was doing like a western-style movie, like, uh, like a Dirty Harry look-alike sort of thing. And they got overdone, and now no one really does them anymore. 
it's it's the same thing like in the modern day there's this this new kind of zeitgeist this new kind of trope for movies and tv shows and it was interesting and cool back in like 2013 and 2014 and 2015 but now in 2020 it's just overdone like there are a few specialist cowboy-esque films still being released like uh hateful eight hmm Okay, I think that was a... yeah, they're making a comeback. I I do want to stop us here though because we are now, we are now with are the doing? with the mild transition that we did. Segment two is now close to fifty minutes long. Okay, so, the so transition was like ten minutes. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Uh, so okay, gotcha. we're 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 no no we're we're gonna end segment two. So um because we were we were at twenty seven minutes when we did the break and now we're at fifteen minutes. So we're, we're coming close to 50 minutes here. I don't want segment two to be huge. So I'm going to do an outro here, uh, and then we can move on to segment three, which at this point I think is just going to be continuing this discussion because I really want to keep going with this. Mayhaps. Um, or maybe you have an idea. Either way. Uh, if you're listening to this during the week, uh, this is the end of segment two. If you listen to the full podcast, you'll hear us again in just a few seconds with a brief transition. Uh, but either way, thank you for listening. And we are back with the TMCJ podcast, name subject to change, segment number three. We uh, went quite a bit over in segment two because we took a little break in the middle and uh, sort of lost track of time. Uh, so, yes, yeah, segment three. This is, this is probably going to be a little bit of a long one. Um, well, the podcast in general. Segment three, we'll, we'll, we'll try to keep it, uh, keep it, Ooh, keep it between the, the lines. Knows. Maybe okay. we'll, hey, fuck it. Maybe this, this one segment will be an hour and 35 minutes. Maybe. Well, let's not scare them. <laughs> All um, right. What we talked about before the cut, because there was something you wanted to continue talking about, and I've already forgotten it. I was talking about Lucifer. I was ranting about Lucifer, and I was ranting about um, kind of the story. Oh. One of the conclusions that I came to, and one of the things, and I may be giving the series too much credit, is it might be talented writers trying to like get good work out in kind of a crowd of hacks. Because near the middle to the end of season two... The supernatural element starts to pick back up again, which is what I really liked about the first season. Mm -hmm. uh, but the buddy cop drama thing just keeps going. They even get their like knockoff, uh, like forensic girl who's quirky and nerdy, and which I feel like every cop series has now. They all they all have to have the quirky nerdy CSI girl. Um, right. Again, this goes back to my point. There are certain modern tropes in movies and TV shows that are just done to death. And right. I'm just, like, I, I, I'm i eager for anything that has any sort of creative... Yeah, the devil is a pretty new concept, well, especially in yeah, such a civilian atmosphere. You've, yeah, exactly. You've got, like, you've got things done with uh, Norse mythology. You've got things done with, like other different religions you know being brought to earth right like oh you can get you got stuff with like hey this guy's zeus but there there hasn't really been a concept it was a unique idea he's asthmatic bam 
it was an, I'm, I'm getting lost in the weeds here but it was it was a unique idea that i really wanted them to explore and i feel like they just didn't they 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 decided to go the route of just having a generic cop drama with the supernatural element like slapped mm. on as an afterthought but near the middle of season two the supernatural element is an entire side plot there's this whole conflict between um between kind of the unseen god the few angels that are around and have come to earth uh, for the purposes of bringing lucifer back and lucifer himself and they're one of their creators that wasn't god so essentially god's wife um there's there's a conflict going on there with some intrigue and some really cool elements but it's it's like that will go on for like a scene or two and then they'll cut back to the generic boring cop drama right and so i'm i'm <laughs> it made me start to think maybe there's some really good writers and they're the ones working on the supernatural bit and they just brought in some hacks to work on the fluff that surrounds the supernatural bit yeah, I mean, it, to me, it sounds like uh, an adult version of Sabrina the Teenage Witch. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. I haven't seen it myself. I, mean, uh, I haven't either, but it, it, it that, that comparison does make... Uh... <laughs> what, what I will say, I have seen, uh, and it's another update one, because I think I've brought this up for several weeks in a row now, but I love it so much. Helsing. Oh. Mm. On episode seven, now well, we've just finished episode seven. Yeah, we've got Nazis, we've got the Catholic Church teaming up with the KKK. Oh, is it the, the Catholic um, dude with the fucking the priest with the knives? Well, yes, but he's been throughout the whole series. He is pretty damn cool. I dude, do that, like that guy is a fucking Catholic guy, badass. Yeah. Like he's just he's just like every scene before. Okay, so. You need to listen to his voice lines in Japanese because the Japanese voice actor is amazing. Like he's the English like one's pretty good as well. Okay, I must say. So in the Japanese version, he's like you know he's he's going up to somebody and he's got his knives and he's he's taking shots and he's about to throw them and he's like, so he's saying in Japanese something like yeah I'm gonna smite you or whatever and then he just every sentence he just finishes with, Amen. <laughs> <laughs> Every you know, sentence, like the Japanese guy, it's like, Japanese, Japanese, Japanese. Amen. <laughs> and then he, then he just Sorry, starts fighting. Loud, by the way. Yeah, I, <laughs> I saw. I was, I was maxing my mic out when I said that. Uh, but uh, it's just w watch just his scenes in Japanese. It's, yeah. it's I fucking mean, amazing. I, I looked up. Um, I had to look up because I was very confused why the KKK were involved with the Catholic Church because theoretically that's very opposite, right? Yeah, they were Protestant. Um, the they were not actually KKK. They have the same outfits, except these were Spanish um, festival gear or something. Oh or yeah, Catholic. Inquisitors something maybe i mean that sounds pretty similar. spanish inquisition i mean that's that's where my mind jumped to is spanish inquisition this is a very yeah, religion yeah, heavy these, podcast but but in the context films. of tv shows right i mean and, i didn't okay hang on so that that the span the spanish inquisition right mm -hmm. no one expects them <laughs> um, except they've got like the the the, the classic english flag painted all over them well there's kind of a reason for that 
And that's... Yeah, I'm sure there is, I just don't understand it. <laughs> Have you looked at most of the flags in Europe? They're all crosses of some kind. So yeah, the but... English flag is the cross of St. George, right? I don't know why yes. I know that, but just that's what it is. Um, also, our flag has a much better name than yours. just want to say that right now. American oh, flag, it's right. called Old Glory. Really oh. fucking cool name. Sounds like a whiskey. It does, honestly. That's why I like it. <laughs> anyway. That's the only reason you like your flag. You heard it here first, folks. <laughs> God damn it. No, I, I think it's a badass name. What's what's yeah. what Union Jack? That's your your big one. Cross St George and that's Union that's Jack. Britain's flag. That's the British yeah. That's Britain's flag. flag, but England is Cross St George. It's. Yes. I mean, it sounds like you do. Posh. Wow. <laughs> Fuck you, dude. <laughs> All right. But seriously, yeah, but, but but seriously, um, <laughs> I think that there's a ton of uh, European flags that involve crosses. Um, most of the Nordic nations, Switzerland... Yeah, they were literally wearing Crusader armor. They were? Yeah, that, that, yeah. They, they were... You made that sound like a question. Was it a question or a statement? Well, it, I was asking you if they were wearing Crusader armor. I mean, we didn't... The, we. The, <laughs> we. The Crusaders oh. didn't, didn't, didn't wear the, like, the pointy white hood. Yeah, Blue, why don't you tell me about that time you retook the Holy Land? Shut up! Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they're, they're, they're like, the stereotypical, like, the, the shield with the gorgeous cross on it. Mm -hmm. um, they got even got the fucking pole arms, which aren't really pole arms, they're guns, but... Yeah. Uh, and then, obviously, yes, there's the insanely powerful Nazis, who are... Yeah, the zombie Nazis. ...for some reason. Um... Like, it's weird how the uh, Wild Geese, the uh, mercenary, extreme mercenary supergroup, were utterly annihilated by, like, one or two zombies, and yet these assholes in KKK hoods are able to match them. You know, it, it's... I Quick, quick, uh, non... Well, it, it's sort of related. You were talking earlier about, like, you know, once you have the devil, like, where do you go from there? Like, kind of that, that power curve there. Yeah, you need yeah. to introduce something more powerful. I feel like zombie Nazis are a natural result of a similar kind of mindset. They're like, what's something really evil we can put in our series? Oh, Nazis. Well, shit, how do we yeah. get more evil than Nazis? Right. Zombie Nazis. Oh, wait, how do we get yeah, even more evil than that? KKK zombie Nazis. <laughs> <laughs> no, the KKK weren't zombies or Nazis. I know. Just I just like. <laughs> no, they weren't. Okay, KKK literally was Protestant. No, no, no. I, I know they weren't literally the KKK, but they looked like they, they were Spanish Inquisition. So, this I'm gonna Not take Nazis, a I'm gonna take a well. brief non sequitur to qualify the statement I just made, and the reason I know this. Because um, again, talking about history, in my in my hometown, the KKK back in the I want to say it was the fifties or sixties or seventies, old enough that it was black and white photos. Um, they did a march through my hometown, which was at the at that point uh, mostly Irish immigrants, and you're you're supposed to be allowed to peaceably assemble and do whatever the kind of ugly hateful I'm, shit you want 
Yeah, the fucking so Irish didn't didn't want to hear any of that shit, and they fucking ran them out of town. Wow. There's there's photos of the march, and then like subsequent photos of them running the fuck away. Um, yeah, I, I remember like reading about that kind of thing in some of the Ben Elton books. Um, I vaguely remember there was one book in particular where it was. Um, yeah, there was a big march on the courthouse by these people, and they were like, "Oh, we we are allowed to do it peacefully," but mm. everyone was like, "Nah." <laughs> I mean, the thing is, you you are supposed to be allowed to do that sort of thing peacefully. Um, this yeah, no matter no matter what your message is, it, it can be. Yeah. We're 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 venturing into dangerous territory here, but no matter you're supposed to be able to do that peacefully, at least in the U.S. And if you the moment it becomes violent, whoever started the violence is technically in the wrong. Mm. But nobody had any pity for those people. So it's... Or I think the moment it becomes personal. Like, if, you, well, yeah. if you're standing in a street and, like, shouting abuse at one person, for example... Well, right. I think that person's got every right to open. <laughs> it's like one... On like, there's a protest and one guy's holding up a sign that says, Fred's an asshole! <laughs> There's a protest going down the street and one guy's holding beside Fuck Bill mm. Yeah, that's you're right. That, 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 <laughs> that's when it's kind of <laughs> What the hell were we even wait, we've gone so far off the rails. Alright, segment three Fuck. this week is literally just chaos. <laughs> we didn't plan anything, so it's just chaos. Um, oh my yes, god. Yes, Helsing, very good episode. I thought it was actually going to be like the final episode, then I was like, hang on, I saw about three more episodes at least. In yeah, season. they keep going. Um, they keep going after that. Yes, really love that. The, I can't remember the guy's name, but the one you were talking about, the one with the, the big guy, the Amen guy. Amen. Very cool. So him, Alucard, and uh, one of the Nazi leaders like face up against each other. Mm. You don't even see the Nazi leader fight. Like the, from the moment that they're standing in like a, a, a he was the referee to be all like dramatic and shit. And then the next scene onwards, it's just religious dude and Alucard. Literally, that's it. He's ju he's the referee. <laughs> yeah, I think they must have had a scene for him, and then they were just like, "Nah, take that." Yeah, no one. Yeah, <laughs> we're just gonna kill him off camera. Right, like <sighs> he's been in so many backgrounds. Like he, he's been behind the Nazi leader so, for a whole series, and yet you never get to see him fight. I, I kind of want to transition, uh, like a little bit back to. You want to transition? Oh my god, guys! I'm so glad you came to me with this in the podcast, right? <laughs> I'm not even going to respond. <laughs> I'm not going down that fucking rabbit hole. Okay. <laughs> so I wanted to transition back like to something that we were talking about earlier. We were talking about Peaky Blinders and uh, mm. killing people off camera when you're talking about the uh, the Nazi guy just kind of disappearing. He's a big villain yeah. and then suddenly he's just not there. Like I feel like if you build up if you build before we sorry, before I move on if you build up a villain like that, I feel like you need to give him his just desserts. Otherwise, the audience isn't going to leave satisfied. 
like yeah uh, you need to um like if you build up somebody as being yeah if as being hated as being evil as being an like an a major antagonist yeah he the audience wants him to die but it's gotta be satisfying in terms of storytelling and that doesn't mean like it has to like torture the shit out of him. yeah yeah it could just be the main character walking up and putting you know you know a nine between his eyes like that's yeah that's dramatic yeah but it has to be appropriately uh done in in terms of the story i i was thinking and this isn't a bad character this isn't an antagonist but freddie thorne from uh uh peaky blinders the first season yeah he i i'm assuming the actor wanted to lead the series he dies off camera in between season one and two yes, doesn't he? he's yeah. not really an enemy though. he's a bit of a meh he he's yeah he's like a um what is it an an ally brought to them through circumstance he he was like a he was a former friend who became a rival who came back to become a friend kind of yeah friend might be the wrong word maybe ally school me this because that's what he was yeah he was back in the the day where everyone was still kind of sorting out those brand new political philosophies in Birmingham, in Birmingham. Oh my God, the fucking that—that that was the um the the bartender. He's like, the thing is, you're bad men, but you're all bad men. Well, you don't get to pretty good with the accents today. Thank you. I'm sure I'll be told that by other people, but for me, better than I can do. I got a good ear. Whenever learning like different languages, um, getting the pronunciation right has always been easiest for me. Yeah, that's kind of been my thing as well. It's like, great, you sound Spanish, but what you're saying isn't really Spanish. Yeah, you, you sound <laughs> Spanish, but you sound like a Spanish two-year-old. Yeah, <laughs> a very fluent Spanish two-year-old. <laughs> that's the greatest like friendly backhander, isn't it? It really is. I think that that is, um, God, that that is a talent, is being able to insult somebody while making it sound like a compliment. Yeah, just leaving them confused. <laughs> just flummox somebody. They're just sitting there like, did he like what I said, or did he just <laughs> call me a douche? Uh, I feel like you, you, you could really practice that. I feel like going out for a meal or something. Um, you could be like, oh, oh, when you finish the meal, you're like, oh, it was really salty, which I kind of like. There's so my um <laughs> my my sister's husband, right? Uh, he and I when I was on on vacation a few weeks back, yeah. out on the beach, um, he, uh, he and I were were chatting, and he was telling me about um, a couple of coworkers he had, one of them being um very incompetent and a bit dense and the other one yeah. being his boss was well not not his boss but at least you know get, kind of fed up with his incompetence and the way the way he described it was um and this this was in spanish because he's from um he's from the caribbean um i won't say exactly which country but he um the way the guy 
told it to the like the more dense guy was uh he was like oh you're he he in it, it sounds better in spanish but essentially it's like oh your head is so smooth because the guy was shaved head bald but right. what he meant was your brain has no creases. It's just a ball. There's 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 not much in there. And the people around him got it, but the guy he was saying it to was just like Oh yeah, thank you. Oh yeah. He's like, Oh yeah, I got a great head. Like just like like did <laughs> completely dense, didn't get it. I don't know. I mean, it just, maybe he did, he was just taking it well. It's possible, but from the story he t again, I'm I'm getting this story secondhand. Yeah. But from the way he told, but it, it reminded me of that, like being able to insult people in a compliment. It's like yeah. giving somebody a pie filled with pigeon shit. Well, <laughs> I mean, I think that's a bad thing, one way or the other. But I understand your uh, sentiment. <laughs> That was just, yeah, I, I don't know, I pulled that off the top of my head. I... <laughs> oh, there's the cork again. Yeah, sorry, I, I, it's a new bottle, I can't help it. <laughs> oh, okay. man. I, I'd like to, 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 to grab a drink to close this thing out, but after this, we've got D&D. &D. We do indeed. Oh, Dungeons and Dragons, for anyone that's listening. We haven't talked about that at all during this podcast. I don't want to go too deep into it, but we do play D&D. Uh, &D. We are fucking nerds. Nerds. Yes. <laughs> um, I don't know. I think, I think the term nerd, actually, is not really... I feel like it used to be a it, lot worse. It, it's become kind of a term of... It, it's so ubiquitous. almost. Exactly. It's ubiqu It's become so ubiquitous that, like, it just... It doesn't yeah. really mean anything. It's like, calling someone a nerd is like calling, I don't know, someone a golfer, I guess. Like, it's just right. it's describing an interest that they're doing. It's not really a stigma anymore. Yeah, except nerd is more vague. Like, it could be just intelligent. I, I, I remember... You ain't Warhammer models twenty four seven. Yeah, that's that's a like... little bit that's a little bit more intense. Uh, yeah, sorry, Duncan, if you're listening to this. Um, <laughs> oh, he doesn't paint that much. No, he doesn't. He's but in... he's oh, really yeah. into it. And honestly, I I have envy to um, people who actually spend that much time like going into that sort yeah, of thing. Yeah, because when they get really good, it's like, oh shit, this isn't just like you being a a, a, a weirdo that. Again, I'm sorry, Duncan, I did not mean to come out that way. <laughs> it, it, after a bit of time, it's like, holy shit, this person's actually an artist. Yeah. Because of their hobby. They're, they're putting... Uh, really impressive. Wait, it, I, there was... I'm stuttering. There's a lecture that I remember listening to back when I first got out of college. I, I There was this, this series of lectures that were published on YouTube from... Oh, this one professor used, used to put everything up on, on YouTube. And it, it was something I was listening to, and they were talking about the things that like motivate people to actually get things done like to work essentially and it was i think right. it was an, it was it was about economics and uh like business and okay. they were talking about ways to motivate people to work and um one of the, the points the guys the guy made was um like think about this why why do people get up early on the weekends and practice playing an instrument why do they 
go out and you know play a, a, a game or something like that um, you know on the, in their spare time it's because it they, they feel good gaining mastery like getting good at something and actually creating yeah, generally something they, they broke down to about three things which is boredom uh, fame and money like as a general extent of what you want to get out of things. Okay, but are right, you went you went completely in the the materialistic cynical direction, and I didn't, yeah. which is strange. Boredom. Normally, that's the direction I go in. But, I mean, fame and money, yeah. But like, that's but, the whole reason everyone's like. Um, I, I remember, okay, I remember going to um, a university, and I was looking at them, and I was trying out, seeing seeing what they were about, kind of thing. And we were doing like this little interview kind of things with Peter. It was one on one. So I sat down with this guy, and he was flicking through my work, and he's like, "What do you ex actually expect him to get out of this course?" And I was like, "Well, you know, um, you know, a job, <laughs> and, and that kind of thing, uh, like experience in the industry." Yeah. So I love, I, I love that response, by the way. A job. Well, yeah, but I mean, it's 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 true. I'm like I'm just yeah. it. It's and blunt like, and it's straightforward, that's not right? You don't come into this into this line of work to get work. <laughs> like, what? It's a, I need a living. That's why you know you you kind of do like don't get me wrong. I enjoy doing it. There... That's why I'm taking this avenue. But at the end of the day, it's so that I can earn a living and survive. Yeah. There. And he just didn't get that. There. There was well. It's, of course he didn't because he's he's a university professor. It was an art. Thing, all right, so I suppose. I mean, there, there was yeah. a. Um, <laughs> it, it's believe me, it, it pervades in the sciences too. I, I, I went to an engineering college, and the, even the most practical professors there, who actually had side ventures and patents and things to their name, were hmm. much more easygoing and flippant than people in the actual industry. Uh, it, right. but that that statement that you just uh, that that story you just told reminded me of a quote from a movie. Um, this guy is telling a story about how they were, um, they, why they moved states uh, in the U.S. And he's like, you know, I, I, I wanted to be in the movie. And we moved to California and I, I wanted to be because I wanted to be in the movie industry. And my brother Dick and then the, the brother goes, or, and my brother Dick wanted to be. And then he goes, employed. <laughs> and but yeah. But it was it was that like the one guy is the starry eyed dreamer. He's he's out there for his passion. The other guy's like, I just want to work. Yeah, <laughs> I want to feed. I want I want to have food. It's really refreshing to hear that kind of truth. I think because you know when you go to a job interview, you, you say all these things like, oh, I'm a really hard worker. I listen a lot. Yeah, Everyone I I have people skills and things like that. Yeah, just give us the fucking truth. You're here for money. I <laughs> like everybody else. This is a pet peeve of mine um, in, in my line of employment. Yeah. Everyone is so touchy-feely now. Mm. It's like, can we just... I, I, I'm a big fan of the word incompetent. I love right. that word because it describes when people do a shitty job so well. It's yeah. like, like <laughs> why I'm didn't this get done properly? Job. What? <laughs> I probably don't want to be too close to your actual job. Well, no, this this is this is a couple companies ago, so I don't mind telling okay. this story. I, I don't. Yeah, you're right. I don't want to talk about my my current job, um, because you know it, that yeah, that would it, a it would be Go in on. bad taste. It would be in bad taste, and b I don't want to get fired. Um, <laughs> but 
talking about like previous jobs, there were there were situations where I had to do an evaluation of a um, a clean room that was constructed by another engineer. And, oh, I remember. Yeah, yeah, and they were they were asking like it's like okay, and I found tons of flaws. I'm like, okay, this is a problem. This should not be in here. It's not up to regulation, not up to standard. Mm -hmm. And I went through like all of the things. And one of the questions that was it was like a it was a discussion. There was a couple engineers in the room. There was a couple people from the company in the room. And one of the people asked like, okay, you know, why why do you think uh, this was the case? And me being the brash 20-something engineer that I was, was just like, because the guy who built it was incompetent. Yeah. Dead fucking silence like in the room. Super, super cheap. He was, yeah, he was being extremely cheap. The guy underbid the project significantly, and so he was cutting corners all over the place. Yeah. Um, I'm being very, very vague with this story. Yeah, <laughs> on yeah, purpose exactly. because even though I don't work at that place anymore, I don't want to disparage them because they've come a long way. They've actually yeah, made the methods, not the people. They've made significant improvements and largely because of the contributions that like the engineers that were working alongside me made while I was there. Like we we did a lot of improvements. But the guy who initially did everything he underbid the project, he used shoddy materials, he cut corners left and right, and he essentially he took advantage of a smaller company that didn't have the money to really hold him to his contract. Um, and unfortunately that, that sort of stuff happens to small companies. But mm. but I again in that like I told it like it was. I was like the guy was incompetent. He he sold you a fucking like shitty product. Hmm. And he's expecting you not to go after him, but I'm I'm not gonna like sugarcoat it. No, it was shit. <laughs> yeah, you're like a mechanic that looks at a car and's like, yeah, no, you say this guy fixed up for you, but it's not passing the MOT. Yeah, exactly. It's it's fucking broke. <laughs> like, yeah, I'm not gonna be like, oh, you know, maybe, yeah, you know, maybe the tires could be a little bit more full. Um, no, no, it's fucking, it's a flat tire. <laughs> Like, just and yeah. again, we this is going back to what I said at the very beginning of the podcast, the whole Boston thing. I'm a fan of blunt language. Just yeah, tell it like it is. I mean, it's it's good to be upfront and stuff in quite a few things, so particularly where it revolves around money. Because maybe I'm I'm very cynical right now. <laughs> I'm aware of that. <laughs> um, yes, but you don't want to be all ifs and buts when you're talking about something that can literally cost someone their lifestyle. Yeah, wishy-washy, like a little bit of maybes, oh, I feel this is right. It's like, no. Yeah. You better have some I hard fucking, yeah. yeah, hard fucking data. Yeah. That's what you need to have yeah. when you go I into that. Uh, we were talking about, what the fuck were we talking about? <laughs> um. I mean, to be fair, this is, this is the sort of thing that, um, Again, going back to the topic of this podcast, one of the reasons that I initially, and I've said this to Blue personally, but I haven't said it on the podcast itself, one of the reasons that I asked Blue to join me in this podcast was because we have these kinds of random, <laughs> ranting, meandering conversations that just keep going. And I thought they were interesting. Apparently, if people keep watching it, maybe they think they are too. Yeah. 
But to, uh, to be fair, I have absolutely no idea how we got here. <laughs> um, that, uh, that's yeah, just no, me, you know. From KKK Nazis. To, oh, right. We were talking about Helsing. workplace. Uh... <laughs> what? <laughs> no. <laughs> fuck, fuck off. Yeah, that was not the transition. The transition was not KKK Nazis to my workplace. I do not work for KKK Nazis. <laughs> Damn it. We, might, we might have to cut that bit. No, I'm not cutting that out. <laughs> that, that is staying in the podcast. I, uh, I, am, I am not editing things out. Um, but yeah. Uh, yeah, it's it's uh, every every week it's a new kind of story, and it's it's great because don't get me wrong, we always had these kinds of conversations, like we always have in the years that we've known each other. Yeah. But giving it a little time each week to having them, <laughs> I feel that, yeah, it's it's really something I do look forward to because it's just a bit of time for ourselves, basically. I I do. I yeah. I, I honestly, I'm I'm the same way. I find myself during the week like jotting things down or, or doing little little voice memos going like, oh, I really want to talk about this during the podcast. See, I don't, but then I randomly remember them during the <laughs> podcast. I'm like, oh my god, yeah. The, you know, cocaine high panda or something. I don't wait, cocaine, wait, sorry, what? No, no, that's not, that's not a real story, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Although that would be an amazing, I bet that panda would have sex. What the fuck? Pandas, do, pandas don't this? fuck. Like that's yeah, no pandas bad. and zoos Does don't fuck. That's why fuck? pandas are going extinct. Does cocaine do that to you? Though? I don't know. All right, <laughs> know. somebody do out there know. do an experiment. Give a panda cocaine. See if it has sex with another panda, and the then film it, and then put it on YouTube, yep. and then make money. Give it a cigar, put some slow jazz in the background, and then just beckon <laughs> oh in. <laughs> I think I think we're in. I think we're at the end of this podcast. We're this now talking about coke segment. infused pandas having sex. I don't know how we got here, ladies and gentlemen. I don't know where the hell we'll be next week. But this is the end of segment three. Um, thank you so much for listening. If you're listening to the full podcast or just to one of the segments, we really appreciate you uh, tuning in and uh, <laughs> and apologize. No, never apologize. <laughs> hopefully uh next week we'll be back to you with a more coherent and interesting topic but until then thank you for listening bye bye